corner. I got the Prince of Production. He's chomping at the bit. Kyle Edwards, how you feeling tonight, Kyle? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Celtics made it to the second round. My other Boston team had a big choke job, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't complain. Draft is over, just, so it's all Just good. talk about the positives. Forget all the negatives. Yeah. So I'm, not ta- I'm talking about the Eagles draft. I'm not talking about the playoffs. Yeah, I'm all about positives. So I think this, Here's a positive, right? I think the Sixers will win a game this series. I agree with that. <laughs> Kyle, what happened to your Buffalo Bruins, man? Hey, listen, can I can I uh, introduce you before you talk? <laughs> Just kidding. What's up, Jordan? Big J, Jordan Jean Lewis, host of the JJL Sports Talk, aka I've renamed it. It's the JJL Experience. How you feeling tonight, Jordan Jean Lewis? Doing good, man. Uh, what a Jordan hell of a draft. Jean Louis. I mean, what a hell of a draft. NFL draft got a twist and turns. Um, like Kyle said, my team Lakers second round, Warriors tomorrow night. Gonna be a good game one. I'm excited. It'll be a good game one. It'll be a good series. I think that uh the perimeter shooting of Golden State is a little bit better, just a shade mm-hmm. better than Memphis. So um we should see some uh interesting games in this series. A lot more high scoring than uh who do you have in the series, Gene? Like honestly, well, I, listen, I got Golden State in three. I think they won the game and win the series in three games. You can earn all you want. You can put a dollar on it if you want. Put some money on it. Putting Lakers in six. Hey, listen, I'm going to pick against the Lakers no matter. They could be going against my high school CYO team. I'm picking against the Lakers. Just telling you like it is. Um, the Lakers have fell into the branch of Cowboys, Yankees, as like most hated fan bases, I can't stand them. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hater on them as much as I can. Well, I mean, I'm not a fan, but I'm more I'm more of a level headed kind of fan. Uh, I'm not like crazy crazy like Freddie. Like he's no, you're not. <laughs> Without further ado, let's talk about our first topic tonight. Uh, Jordan, why don't you introduce your topic and just let us know who you'd start, sit, or or trade? Oh, do you have the graphic up, Kyle, or do you uh, play I up? do? Give me a second. I'll pull it up right. So my now. topic before he puts it up uh, is uh, it's not a question. It's more like a, of your opinion. Um, so before I, I go into it, um, I meant like the current teams that are in the playoffs right now. That so AD on the Lakers, Jokic on the Nuggets, and and beat on the on the Sixers going center edition. Right now, how they're performing. Start. Bench or a cut? Are you so, referring to the fact that Joel Embiid's not playing with a knee injury? Well, I'm saying prior to the injury, playoff Embiid. So, like, you're you're. What do you mean start? So, start bench cut for this NBA playoffs if they're all. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's easy. It's the same thing. Um, uh, right so I'm gonna say start. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say start Jokic. Okay. Bench AD. Cut MVP. Cut the MVP of the league. <clears throat> it's just he's. He's what? He can't. He so the reason why I I cut Embiid because he, how many times has has his has he in the Sixers been to the Eastern Conference or they have never been to the Eastern Conference Finals since like 20, 30 years, and I feel bad for the man. Like his his, you know what I'm saying? So I so AD. His workload 
Yeah, right keep now. digging, keep digging it the hole deeper. <laughs> I mean, the work so, so Jokic, MVP of the league. So, so Jokic, so Jokic, we're gonna start him because he can do. He he's like the he he changed the the game for the center position. He can pass, dribble, play, make like a, a pass like a point guard. Or a better version of Arvidas Sabonis. Yes, change the game or basically re- I mean, recreated the same player, just did it better. And then so and then AD like like he had like twenty six blocks against the Memphis Grizzlies. I right. mean he just he's a good interior defender. So you have AD over Joel Embiid. I do. You're laughable. But yeah, that's my that's my that's my that's my take. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a crazy Lakers fan. <laughs> Two time I mean, MVP versus the guy that's winning the MVP this year versus the guy that plays forty games a year. Well, I'm gonna go with the guy that plays forty games a year. Um, but what center? But what center is available right now for his team? Bro, according to you, we're supposed to take the injury out of it. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wait the game two. AD's gone. I mean, anybody had thirty blocks this series, man. Thirty blocks, like combined in the series. Yeah, I'll bet you he doesn't have twenty. I don't. There, there is a very big difference between Golden State and Memphis. Oh, I, I the knew reason that. why he got all those blocks against Memphis because who's the shooter on that team? But who? So but they who's had gonna, to go to the rim. What are you saying, Looney? I mean, Looney's the only big man on the team, really. I mean, Draymond uh, Green will be sticking AD. Just to let you know. That's easy blocks, man. Okay, well, Draymond's not gonna shoot on him. Yeah, that's the difference, bro. Do you watch basketball? or Are you just a Lakers homer? No, I watch basketball. Draymond is 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 he makes. He's inconsistent with his shot. You know what I'm How saying? many shots a game right now? I think Draymond Green over it. I'm about to say something crazy. I ain't going to say that. It's not accurate. But, yeah. Okay, so you're starting Jokic, benching yeah. AD, and cutting the league MVP. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just that's fine. I mean, I know what y'all are going to go pick. You're going to cut AD. but I'm cutting AD, 100%. Out of three of them, it's not close. I'm starting JoJo. I'm benching Joker. And I'm cutting AD. And I'm cutting AD because, like you said, I, I just want to go through this. When was the last time the Sixers made the Eastern Conference Finals? So when was the last time Anthony Davis led a team past the first round of playoffs? Wasn't it like 2019? Is AD, is AD, is AD the leader okay, on that team? Okay, bubble year, bubble oh, year, snowball year. Is AD the leader on that team? I feel like he is like the the offense. Runs AD is the leader on that team. I mean, but I'm saying as for offense, who's the, the leader run, on the team? LeBron, but offense runs okay. in. So when was the last time AD led a team past the first round of playoffs? All right, led, but I'm saying Never. offense. Never. All right. All Jerome's right. The best player on the Sixers, right? I'm saying I'm giving him AD credit. The best I'm, on I'm getting him credit because he. I feel I feel bad for the man. I feel bad for the man. Like he has so much talent, and he's a guy and has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't have to feel bad for him. You guys like, were sitting at home last year. He was in the second round. You guys made the second round. We did. We're gonna lose didn't the second round. Last you time I was in the East, it was like 1982, like last time y'all and the Celtics own your ass like a Bro, slave. That's man. The, the whole problem, though. You have no idea. Uh, what you're talking about? You said the last time we made the finals was uh, 1982. Yeah, well, that was. Uh, I meant like the Celtics. Like y'all, y'all be going back because remember, uh, Keith said that stat in the in the. You group read chat? a graphic that Keith posted an hour ago, and they're trying to summarize it without having any <laughs> any content. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was a series. Okay, between y'all. Look, but I know Boston's gonna kill us. <laughs> I understand that. I, I fully admit that. 
I'll fully come to understand and that. You're not, gonna tell me, I mean, you're not gonna tell me AD is a better player than JoJo. I mean, I mean, if he if AD's fully healthy, he's the top five big man. Okay, and and, and Joel B fully healthy is the top one big man. That argument doesn't really work here for you, Jordan. Because AD may be top five, but Jokic and Embiid would be ahead of him, fully healthy. Yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> he said, stop yelling at my goat. He can say what he wants. He's the JJL experience. Kevin David, man. I forgot your name. That's your name. Kevin David. Kevin. How you doing, All Kevin? Right, well, I gave you my three. Kyle, maybe you're maybe I know, I know. Jordan. It's the same thing know. as Gene. I know. You're gonna cut AD. I would start Jokic. I would bench Embiid. It'd be tough, but I would bench Embiid and yes, I would why, cut AD. Wait, why why would it be tough? When you said, why, the why decision would between tough? Jokic and Embiid is tough. Yeah, very tough. Oh. Like cutting hairs. If, 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 I, if I look at AD, I feel like AD should be as dominant as you know Embiid is. The problem with AD is AD will give you a 20-20 game, and then he'll back it up with like a 8-9 and nine game, and you'll just be like, what's going on with him? I agree with you. AD has all the talent in the world. I don't know if there's something where... All you got to do is read uh, AD's last five games. It's very simple, ready? It's a tale of two tapes. 16 points, 31 points. 12 points, 31 points. 13 points. 4 of 14. 11 of 24. 4 of 13. 14 of 23. 6 of 9. Like, come on, bro. Are you for real? Let me. You want me to read Joel's last five games? I got you. Just for you. Uh, the game he left injured, he was 14 points, uh, 5 of 13. He had 20 points the game before, 6 of 11. 26 points the game before, 52 points the game before that. It's called consistency, sir. 28 points a game before that. 25 points a game before that. Yeah, but, I mean, AD does. AD. Huh? Keep making an argument for AD, though. I'm just saying, like, because AD can. Uh, Maybe he's so a Laker, bro. So, yeah, you just, so you were just so you were just naming the points, right? Like, AD can, can boy, he well, he can have 14 points, like 31 boards. or or, or He can, but how often does he do that? Do you want me to read the rebounds? I could do that for both of them too, or if you blocks like. Blocks or whatever. You want me to read the blocks? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Joel Embiid's better at blocking shots. Joel Embiid's better at rebounding. Joel Embiid's better at scoring. Twenty-two points and twelve rebounds. Uh, that was a, like, I don't know. It was game one or two. Bro, you're strug- you're on a struggle bus right now. I'm on ESPN right. Now. I'm just looking you at the team by game. With me, bro. 13 and okay, 13 and nine for that second game. It was a great game, 13 and nine, 4 of 12 shooting. You find me a game, Embiid, it was 4 of 12 shooting. 31 and 17. What? 31 and 17. 52 and 21. What game? Versus the Celtics, last time we played them. All right. So I'm just saying, it's just like eight. Like, I'm just saying, I like AD. I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm going to 
pick AD over Joel Embiid, which makes no logical sense. I- I'll tell you right now, I don't think Anthony Davis's mama would pick Anthony Davis over Joel Embiid. I don't think LeBron would take. AD. I, mean, Kyle, I mean, what Kyle said, like, is is, is like so. Uh, what you bo- y'all both said, um, mm-hmm. like, Yoke, I mean, Jokic or Joel Embiid number one and two, but like, if, if AD when when he's healthy, he's arguably one of the best bigs. And comparing Joel Embiid to Anthony Davis is like comparing Anthony Davis to Kavon Looney. I mean, they're both glass. They're they're both injury prone. Embiid played a lot more over the last five years than AD did. All right, well, he's on the bench. Oh, that's all you want. Ain't enough to be in the MVP consideration well, for the least, last three at, years. At least, at least, at least, at least, AD. It's not like a Kawhi Leonard injury where it's like he's a sitting out. At least we know it's a serious injury. It's not like when he wants to play. Well, Kawhi Leonard's got torn meniscus. Yeah, that's. Oh, and now it's reported he got he has a meniscus. So they're, they're lying. The doctors are just making it up. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying. Jordan, like, I need to hand you a shovel. Can someone in Jordan's house hand him a shovel? I mean, look, if you want to take this with the three of them, I mean, Jordan, you put a lot of They're stock. They're all good in, bigs. I mean, to be I was fair. saying, you put a lot of stock into the MVP, right? Like this year? Yeah. How many years has AD been in the MVP conversation? And wasn't MVP the year like the year they won the championship? Like before the whole bubble or everything? That was 2019 or 2018? Would you like the 2019 MVP standings? I got you. Yeah, I don't know. That was... I got you, bro. My homie, brother. Giannis won it. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh. Giannis here. He never won it, so... Go by the standings for you. I'm just pulling up the points. James Harden was second. Kawhi Leonard was third. Luka Doncic was third. Kawhi Leonard was fourth. Uh, <coughs> players received 10 points for each other. Hold on. See if I can find any other players. No other players were mentioned. So it wasn't top four. Would you like a different year? Oh, LeBron James was fifth. Oh. Would you like to go any any further? Any different years? Um, no, I'm good. Okay. I wouldn't either. I mean, look, I, I, I get where, where you're coming from, Jordan. You know, AD. He's a fan. But, yeah, but, me. but I mean, AD is very talented. It's just when you put him up against these other two, it's just no comparison right now. Like people, and, like people are written off. Like, like I mean, I don't. I mean, after we look at the group chat, probably earlier this year, but yeah, are right off the Lakers. Obviously, their record, but AD's glass. Not the Lakers conversation, huh? Now it's a Lakers conversation. I thought it was I'm about saying, Joel, like, Joker, and AD. Well, yeah. I mean, y'all, we all answered the question. We can move on. Whatever. All right, let's move, move on to a non-Lakers question. All right, Kyle, you have another start one century. Yes. Can we move to that? Yeah. I'm looking for Oh! Oh! Start one, bench one, cut This is easy. You start. So, for me... It's easy. I'm starting Shea. Okay. I'm benching Brunson. I'm cutting Trey. Yeah, I'm cutting Trey. I can't touch his defense. I mean, yes, defense is a big part of it. Uh, I think Shea... Probably the better score of the three, even though Trey Young can be like when Trey Young's hot, he he's a definitely a really good scorer. It's just that he he has consistency issues for me. I think Brunson, with his kind of toughness, his ability to get into the lane, 
his mid-range game and what he, what you've seen him do with that Knicks team. I, I think that the other two are probably better leaders than Trey Young. You know, defensively, the other two are better than Trey Young. So I would have to cut Trey Young out of these three. I mean, Jordan. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. So I'm going, I'm going to start Brunson, bench SGA, cut Trey. Okay, so you start Brunson over SGA. Ben Brunson starting over SGA. Mm-hmm. I think the debate is between who I'm benching. Like, I'm starting SGA. Yeah. Like, 100%. I don't think that's the debate. I think the debate is whether I'm going Trey Brunson or Brunson Trey. Before this season started, you would have to go Trey over Brunson. But after this season, what Jalen Brunson's done in New York, I feel like that that's a – but, like, Jordan, let me understand where you're coming from when you say – you're starting Jalen Brunson over SGA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's saying why are you doing it. Oh, oh, I thought you're guessing. Oh, I thought you're guessing the week. Okay, um, I mean, so is this? So you, your question is why am I starting? You know, like, why why Brunson over SGA? Like, I want to yeah. understand because Brunson. Okay, even though SGA is on OKC. And they're all young. I, mean, I feel like Brunson, I mean, the Knicks made a brilliant move of trading for him. And he basically, without the Knicks, I mean, without Brunson, the Knicks would be kind of like garbage. The Knicks kind of made them, or Brunson kind of made them better. And he had to carry a more heavy load for, at that punk position. Um, where, you know, I thought that, you know, with SJ and Chet, I mean, I know he got hurt. Um, I mean, I guess he, he got to carry the load too. But I mean, they're in they're in the Easter. Yo, can I help you? Yeah. Uh, I think Brunson does better than SGA is leadership, and I think he's a better passer, and I think he's a better defender. So I think Brunson is a better defender than SGA. I think he's a better leader, and I think he's a better passer of the basketball, better distributor of the basketball. SGA is kind of quiet. Yeah, I think that uh, John Jalen Brunson is a better leader. So that would be my argument with him. But I just think SGA is talented, right? Like when we look at players that are talented, we there's only so much leadership and intangibles and like being a good team player or a good distributor can take you, right? Mm-hmm. Like would you take Jalen Brunson over Steph Curry? Jordan? No, I said Curry over Brunson. Okay, so why would you take Curry over Brunson? Brunson's Good. a better leader. Brunson's a better passer. Brunson's a better defender. Like, why would you take Ste- Jalen Brunson? I mean, Steph Curry over Jalen Brunson? Because Curry is like, like the complete point guard. He can shoot it. He can play make. He can, you know. So that's my point. Like, I feel like that where SGA is, I feel like his talent level is so much further along than where Jalen Brunson is that yeah. I have to take uh, SGA over Jalen Brunson. Now, Ice Trey, if we're talking about like, the fourth quarter down two points, I'm probably taking nice tray. But if we're talking about an entire game, an entire series, yeah, um, they switch. They make sure they they run screens to make sure Trey is defending them. He is a a, a minus defender at the mm-hmm. probably one of the worst in the league. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm taking Brunson over Trey, so I will go SGA, Brunson, and then Trey. And I don't want to be like disrespectful to Trey Young. Yeah, like, me I don't. Either, I don't want to be. I think that like he won a game for Atlanta in Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be able to do that. Um, 
But with that being said, I think Jalen Brunson's going to win another round. And I think they end up beating the Miami Heat. We're right down 0-1, right? I guess for the Miami. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's got a rolled ankle. Yeah, I think uh, Julius Randle will be coming back. I think Jalen Brunson had one of his worst games as a pro. And I, I still think that – and they still were in the game until the last minute. Yeah, like like when, I, when we say cut – or when I say cut, Trey, I don't hate him either. It's just like it was his defense is just like it's – I don't trust his point guard defense, you know. Um, Curry, now Curry, I mean, I think – But Curry's a terrible like, defender too. Yeah, that's true, but – Terrible. I, yeah. <clears throat> but the difference is Curry's – just so good, right? Like, yeah. he's such a good three-point yeah. shooter. He spaces the floor so well. His cardio <laughs> is incredible, I mean, man. did you see that that, that play where he split the double team left and made that layup? Like, yeah. Trey can – maybe he can do that? I don't know. Seen Trey doesn't like playing off the ball. That kind of hurts him as well. Where I Curry can Trey be off the ball. That's true. I think Trey's a stud. I just yeah. think that Trey is more of a step into a shooter – off ball shooter yeah. than a spot shooter. I think Curry can just do it all. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. Brunson can't shoot one for seven for three though, and have them win that series. Like he wasn't even defended well. He was just missing shots mm-hmm. that he normally makes. Just my opinion, guys. If you have any questions in the chat, put it in there because we only have one more to get into tonight. We're having a shorter show. Short. Um, Sixers. Celtics will be on at 7.30, and we want we all want to watch that game. So we're doing this podcast from 6.30 to 7.30. So if you have a question in the chat, we will have time for it. I think this question will take a little bit of a time, though. I'm going to read it out to you guys. I want to say it right. All right, so it's a two-part question. Which player is the best fit? for his team in the NFL draft? Which player is the worst fit for his team in the NFL draft? And and Rio, I'll answer that question. No. I'm not giving the Sixers any goddamn chance to know. <laughs> not a blind homer named Jordan. So which player do you think was the best fit for their team, their franchise, whatever? Like, you feel like like, you know, like when Najee Harris got drafted by the Steelers, you're like, that's a good fit. That yeah, makes right. sense. And which players don't work with it? Like, man, that could have been a really good player. Like when Rashad Bateman got drafted by the, the Ravens, I'm like, that could have been a good player, but they ain't got a quarterback that can throw him. <coughs> so, like, best fit, worst fit, and then we'll go to part two of that question. Uh, I mean, I think a really good fit is Kincaid to the Bills. I love that, Dalton Kincaid. Because, you know, Josh Allen's been struggling the past couple of years. I think the best way to help him out, get a tight end to be a safety blanket, help take pressure off of Diggs. I think Kincaid, perfect spot there. Um, so the other part was a fit that you, that I don't like, right? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The fit don't make sense. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I actually wrote B. John Robinson to the Falcons, but – I guess technically it wouldn't make sense. I just didn't like the fit because who was available, Falcons needs. I, I think the running back pick was a luxury pick for them. But, you know, I do think Bijan Ronson will be a good player. It's just the team player match. I, I just didn't like that fit. Okay. 
I understand that. Um, I have different players on both. Jordan, best fit, worst fit. Well, you said value pick too, right? He's we'll a value. value pick. Yeah, that's the second part. Um, so, like so, what player do you think was the best fit for their franchise, for their team? I think. I think to be honest, I'm not. I'm not, for a good pick. I think it's the Rams with Stephen Bennett, because, um, I mean, obviously Matt Stafford is maybe a hit or so away from his career ending. I know a lot of people are not high on Stephen Bennett um, coming come into the draft, but I know, you know, two Georgia quarterbacks, you know, with uh, Kirby Smart, um, you know, well, obviously he wasn't – I don't think he was the, the, the coach at the time. Stafford was the coach, but they had that connection. And uh, I think once, you know, once – Stetson Bennett gets accustomed to the league and, you know, gets some maybe learns from Matt Stafford or learns from, you know, hey, Sean Bay is still the coach. So, I mean, that's still a good coach to be behind. So that's a, I think that's a good fit. Um, I don't see him starting a well, unless Matt Stafford gets a tragic hit in a couple first couple of weeks. I don't see him starting Stetson Bennett um, unless he needs to come in. Um, but <clears throat> don't be surprised if, you know, if, if that's a good fit for and they, they still got Cooper Cup, I believe. They still got, you know, uh, a couple. I don't know any receiver other than that. Uh, I know Van Jefferson. What he got traded, right? Or is he still on the team, Van Jefferson? I don't know. Van Jefferson is not somebody I care enough about. Yeah, me neither. I, I, so I, I feel Cooper like he's Cup. probably still there, but yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then my the worst pick. I'm gonna say Bijan, but I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Anthony Richardson at number four. Um, I think that um, I mean Colts for the Colts. Yes, a good pick because you're getting a quarterback. But I saw him going to another. I saw him going down um, to another team. I don't know what team that is, but the Colts is too high of a pick. Um, I think that it might work out with uh, you know um, with Shane Steichen as like there and but I think that. When people, when he's in that fourth spot, right? Like people are saying that with his athleticism, like Lamar, his arm like hurts, and his body like a Cam Newton, his ceiling is like a hurts, and that's not really fair for him because that number fourth pick is like, damn, that's a high pick. So you should be, you should play at that, at that capability. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he he will or will not, but that's just too high of a pick for the Colts. So. A bad pick for the Colts, but a good pick internally for them for a quarterback. Okay, so my I have two worst picks in the first round. I also have a worst pick in the entire draft. Um, but I'll start with the first round, so a lot of people know about these players. I think Jameer Gibbs going twelve to the Lions was an was absolutely tragic. You want to talk about a kid that I had ranked fourth on my running back list? He got drafted at twelve overall. You have to be an absolute game changer to get picked 12 overall. I think it's a terrible pick. There's so many needs there. You have David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift in the building at the time of the trade. Mm -hmm. And you draft a running back, which is a complete luxury pick for a team that needs defensive tackle help, a team that needed uh, corner help, a team that needed wide receiver help. Now with Jamison Williams out six weeks. 
a lot of things I could have did there. Not go running back. Mm-hmm. My another one that made no sense to me was Quentin Johnson going number twenty-two to the Chargers. You have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You also have Joshua Palmer that you drafted in the third round two years ago. Why are they drafting a run a wide receiver in the first round? They couldn't stop the run at all. Uh, you're talking about a team that just let up a, that blew a 28 point lead versus Jacksonville. I would be shoring up my offensive line. I would be taking care of my interior presence and my defensive tackles. Um, there have been a lot of players I would have went after that were not wide receivers. My worst pick in the entire draft, though, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in the third round, you know, we laugh at this guy every every time they do this in in um, your fantasy football draft. You laugh at this guy, right? Like you're in the you're in the uh, you're in the sixth round of your fantasy football draft, and you're drafting wide receivers and you're drafting quarterbacks. And then this one guy that has no idea what he's doing, go drafts a kicker. The San Francisco 49ers drafted Jake Moody, kicker from Michigan, in the third round of the NFL draft. I want to just under I want you to understand who was after Jake Moody. Uh Keely Ringo was drafted in the fourth round. Keely Ringo was projected on most people's draft boards to go end of first, early second. He's drafted in the fourth round. Jake Andrews, the, st- the second best center in the entire draft, was drafted in the fourth round by the New England Patriots. I swear to you, there's so many players that the 49ers could have drafted here, and they went and drafted kicker. I just don't understand it. They could have um, got uh, that dude Trenton Simpson, but we got, we got him too. Uh, what about Nick guy. Herbig? Nick Herbig was drafted in the fourth round by the Steelers. Uh, it's just it's it's laughable to me that the 49ers think their roster is that good, that they get drafted a kicker in the third round. You want to talk about a luxury pick? That is a joke. So I did say best pick in the first round, too. What what pick I like the most. So what pick did you guys like the most? Uh, let's see. There's a Not couple of first round either. It could be a second round if you want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, a great fit was Dalton Kincaid. Yes. Um, Jordan, who did you say was a great fit? Oh, I didn't think I was, Oh, I said Cesar Bennett for the Rams. Okay. So, any first rounders you want to give a great fit to? Um, well, if I, I got one for you. I'm going to help you out right now. I'm going to say Zay Flowers, but. Of course you were. Um, I'm going to give you one that, that fits even better. A few years ago, 2019 or 2018, the Philadelphia Eagles were on the clock at pick 21, mm. and they drafted Jalen Rager. The Minnesota Vikings were celebrating in the background because they knew they got Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Man, does history repeat itself. Oh, they got Addison, right? The Minnesota Vikings were drafted in 23, and the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers took Quentin Johnson – and Zay Flowers, and left them with Jordan Addison. That, to me, is a fit like a glove. You're going to learn from one of the best route runners in the game. I I look at Jordan Addison as a baby, as like Justin Jefferson light. Now you get to work with him. You get to learn from him. 
you never have to worry about double coverage. He's going to fit in that situation yeah, over sort of like a glove. It's going to be scary. No, I was going to say this, but I'm going to different route. I'm going to deliver to you. I'm going to do uh, the Texans because, look, they got their quarterback of the future with um, with Fidel Stroud, and then they traded their, what, their they they because they had two picks, right? They, so they traded or they traded back into the first round to get Will Anderson. They traded 13 overall. So that's smart. That was really smart. Second rounder this year, a first rounder next year, and a third rounder next year. And then they got Will Anderson. To get like, the best, the, the best, not best defense player, the best player in the draft. Like, like, I'm talking about a generational defensive player. Yeah. I, yeah. Will, Will, Anderson Jr. Jr. Will Anderson Jr. is. Did you just compare him to Roquan Smith? No, I'm just saying, as far as the generational like, defensive player. Why does everything have to be a comp to your teams? I mean, he's a, he's like, like, like a Terrell Suggs, a generational player. Kyle, can you please help me? Is it going on TikTok, I guess? Compare like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the outside edge rusher to a middle linebacker for your team and then call Roquan Smith a generational player. I don't think it's. I don't think you got my point. I'm just saying, as far as just he's a generational player like Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith is not a generational player right now. Kyle, you do disagree or do you agree? I don't know if I've heard anybody call Roquan Smith a generational player. I mean, Roquan Smith is a really good linebacker. I don't know if he's generational player is like. Terrell Suggs, if you want to use one from your team. And by the way, Terrell Suggs would have been a great comparison to Will Anderson Jr. They play almost the same exact position, yeah. same role. No, well, I didn't mean the position. I'm just saying as far as just like he, Roquan can play can play the defense. Let right, me ask you a question. Play. Who would you think would be a more generational talent, Terrell Suggs or, or Roquan Smith? I think Terrell Suggs because he's okay. been, Luke yeah. Keekley or Roquan Smith. Bro, why are you thinking about this? I'm giving you easy ones. Luke Patrick Keely. Willis or Roquan Smith? Willis. Dude, he's not a top 10 linebacker in the last 15 years. That's not generation. I mean, Roquan is like only 25. I think Roquan Smith could be, could be a top 10 linebacker in the last 15 years when it's all said and done. Well, yeah, yeah. He's still like, let's not project that far ahead, bro. I'm what now I see you're coming from. Well, he's he has the potential to be that feeling to be that, you know, but he's 25, you know, he's still young. I love Roquan. You're not gonna find a bigger Roquan Smith fan than me. Yeah, he's he's I've been, nice. I've been a fan of him since he came in the league. When we got him from the Bears, I was a steal, man. I think they gave a second round pick for him too. That's why we didn't have a second round pick. So. Yeah, and then the Bears gave up a second round pick to the Steelers. Uh, to get Chase Claypool, that second-round pick turned into Joey Porter Jr. Man, what a pick. Man. You want to talk about a steal. You guys are missing steals, man. Yeah, that's a steal. It's a Zay Flowers. Joey it, Porter uh, Jr. Well, I, mean, I think that – real quick, I think that – um, I mean, I, I know that the height is comparable to Hollywood Brown, but I think that uh, Zay Flowers is, is – I, mean, I watched tape on him um, at Boston College. Like, he – he, yeah, he's he, he he's short, but I think he's a better run after catch receiver. Okay, he's more. Um, I think today is dynamic. Hollywood, I just Hollywood Brown's more like a deep threat straight. To hit him in rhythm. I need him to hit him in rhythm. Yeah, that's why the deal that that happens kind of is, is crucial because he can get into the the building with Monk and 
get down early and you know get that get that get that chemistry going. So. But Kyle, did you uh, did you still feel that I wanted um, on the Patriots or maybe that was Dylan's team? I know I wanted Jackson Smith and Jigma, but you had someone. Yeah, on the we took uh, Keyshawn Booth, and you no, wanted no, him no. for the Ravens forever. No, 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 no. was it Keyshawn Booth? But um, it was someone Jackson else. Jackson Smith and Jigma went to Seattle, though, bro. Yeah, no, I know, but I think that's where Patriots took someone that, that I wanted to. I'm on the All right, so anyway, next, next, next question. Uh, I want one value pick. Oh, value pick. One tragic pick, like worst pick of the draft, and one good fit pick. Like it's a good fit. It's, it makes sense. I want to start with the value pick because I have the best value in the whole draft. Bless you, Kevin. I hope Freddie is. Um, <laughs> I hope Freddie is um, paying attention right now because I think the New York Giants have the most value pick in the entire draft. Them getting Jalen Hyatt in the third round is ridiculous value. I think Jalen Hyatt is the third best receiver in this class behind only Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith and Jigba. So you're going value. So value, when you say value, do you mean like you got uh, a guy you shouldn't have got at the spot you got him? He was a value, great value. I'll give I mean, you. I'll give you. Uh, fair, I mean, can I? I'll give you, yeah. for instance, Keely Ringo going to the Eagles in the fourth round is great value, but I try not to use my teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the value mm-hmm. of Dewan Jones to the Browns. Okay, hundred eleventh pick. He was a guy that some people thought could have been middle first round, at worst a second round guy, and they got him in the fourth round. You know, he's massive tackle. And we know how important that's going to be for um, Deshaun Watson upright. So I think that potentially could be a really good value pick for the Browns. Um, I, I say a value pick would probably be um uh, the Packers, who they got that the best tight end in the draft. What? Oh, give me. What did you the, just say? The Packers got the best tight end in the draft. Oh, please stop. Who that dude? Like, um, my cousin, Luke Musgrave is the best tight end in the draft. My cousin, the draft with Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer Jr. Are you out of your mind? Well, best value for that team, yeah, because to get your love from his weapons, at least at the tight end position. Bro, Luke Musgrave is not Dalton Kincaid. Well, I heard He's that he got Michael comp Mayer. from like, uh, I heard he got comp from, um, for like Kelsey. Jordan, have you ever, do you know what team? Luke Musgrave play for? Have you ever watched Luke Musgrave play football? I don't, but my cousin watched. Please like, don't he, say shit like that again. Then. He's more of a foot. Look, 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 my cousin he's a big Giants fan, right? He's a more of a football head than me, and he thinks that he he said that he, he even said that Musgrave was a <laughs> tight end. Yo, my man, my man, coach in the chat. I need what you're smoking. Yeah, Musgrave went Oregon State. Daniel's letting you know. Yeah. My guy, Dalton Kincaid is like, in my opinion, like a George Kittle-esque. And Michael Mayer Jr. is like Rob Baby Gronkowski. Like he's 6'4", great hands, jump ball guy, can block. He can do it all. I just, Musgrave is, you know, I don't know. 
He's all right. He's good. But Kyle, give me a value pick. Give me a great value pick. Uh, let's see. I mean, I went with Dewan Jones. I'm trying to think if there's another. Like one. All right, well, then give me a good fit. Give me a good fit. Then I'm sorry. No, you You already gave me that one. Uh, let's see. I mean, I I kind of agree with you <laughs> that the the Joey Porter to the Steelers, I think, is a really good fit. It's a perfect fit, bro. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, like Tomlin, in that defense, you know, of course the pedigree of his dad being a stealer, but you know, Porter's a guy, the way the cornerback class was should not have fallen out of the first round. Nope. You know, he did because of a lot of the stuff that happened at the top of the board, which, you know, allowed Christian Gonzalez to go like 17 facts. And then that pushed Porter down to the first pick of the second round. So I had Joey Porter as my number two corner on the board. Yeah. I had him ahead of Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez is great. Mm-hmm. But I think Joey Porter and, and the, the argument on him is he's handsy. Which like he gets called that, too many, yeah. like you can coach that out of a guy. Yeah, man. Like I love Joey Porter Jr. Physical corner. He can tackle. Yeah. He's got an NFL pedigree. I love, I love me some Joey Porter Jr. Um, I think the worst fit in the whole draft was the and I think it's a little hater aid in me. Because I wanted him mm-hmm. was Zach Charbonnet going to the Seattle Seahawks in the second round. Can you please explain to me why you drafted Kenneth Walker last year and you're drafting Zach Charbonnet this year? Like, what are we doing? You have a bell cow running back and you yeah. draft another running back. Like, there's so many guys <coughs> on the board. Mm-hmm. And I love Charbonnet. I if you guys have been following me, you you know that I think Charbonnet is just as good as B. John Robinson. Yeah. I think he's just as good of a running back. I love what he does. I thought he was. I thought he was Bijan with value. Bijan mm-hmm. value Robinson. So it was a horrible pick for you. Anybody you think's a horrible pick, Kyle? Give Jordan a minute. Uh, I mean, you mentioned him. I thought the Gibbs one was one of the bigger head scratchers, and then the report that. Detroit said that they did that because they heard New England liked him, so they moved up to get him. And I was like, yeah, New England liked him, but I think New England was going to move back into the bottom of the first round to take Gibbs. And for some reason, Detroit felt like they had to do it at 12. So that that's I think that's one of the worst ones, especially for a first-round pick. Uh, I want to comment on what Danny said. Can you put that up there real quick? Oh, Cam Smith oh. is a great pick. Yeah. He's going to learn behind Jalen Ramsey. I think he's a great pick. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Just FYI. Sorry, I wanted to comment on that. No, yeah. I I, I agree with you there as well. I don't think – yeah, Cam Smith is a good pick for that. Bro, how much fun do we have on pregame and picks and doing that? Oh, it, was, yeah, it was way too much fun. <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun. 500 people come through. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna say worst pick of the draft, Jordan. Worst pick of the draft. Um I'm looking at the board. Uh, I think at 33, Will Levis. I I know they're because the Buck like I know Big and Midfield's in at Tampa. Um, but they could have got I mean, even though I mean because Will Levis, I know he's ready to go like what top, top, top ten at least. Uh, I know he slid. 
Um, I think Tennessee was just desperate to get a quarterback because I know Tannehill was kind of like question mark and they didn't they didn't really have faith in Malik Willis. Um, so I think it was just kind of like he's they're throwing him on with the Wolves because like Derrick Henry is a question mark. They don't know he's 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 gonna return. Um, I don't know. I think I mean yeah, they need a quarterback in Will Levis. I think he can they can I don't think they can turn the team around. Um, but yeah, at that pick they could have got a receiver. Um, if there's any available or, you know, cornerback like Deontay Banks, he went to the Giants. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't understand the Emmanuel Forbes pick over Joey Porter Jr. Like, that's yeah. that's the, the thing that, like, baffles me the most. Well, I for I Forbes, I mean, the, like, six pick sixes made him into, like, this big – I was just about to bring this one, bring up this one from Coach. Yeah, well, the Will McDonald one was definitely – one of those picks that a lot of people did not see coming. Uh, he also said the Jets did not need a defensive edge rusher after they drafted Tremaine Johnson last year. That was really looking for an offensive lineman until the Cardinals took Paris Johnson off the board. I completely agree with Coach. They yeah. need O-line to protect Aaron Rodgers. They didn't need another edge rusher. Yeah. Coach, spot on, sir. I still think Jake Moody's the worst pick of the whole draft. Well, I think it's kind of like you said. If you're taking Moody in the third round, that means like the rest of your roster is kind of set and you're just like, Oh, we need a kicker. Let's just take a kicker here. If there was other needs for the Niners, then yeah, taking a kicker in the third round is questionable for sure. How about the bears getting Noah Sewell in the fifth round? Yeah. yeah, That's, that's also a really good value pick. I mean, I like Sewell. I like Sewell as like a Patriots pick kind of in that area, but, um, yeah, I think he's a really good linebacker. Uh, and, you know, Chicago did give up Roquan Smith. They've given up some defensive pieces uh, last year. How about you know who starts on that team? I could see that. I don't think – yeah. I don't think that's out of the question Noah that he Sewell starts. start by week three. Biggest reach was Gibbs to the Lions. The worst pick was Martin, second round to, to uh, Washington. I think the biggest reach was Anthony Richardson, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think Anthony Richardson is an awful pick for the Colts. I think that they're trying to create, recreate Jalen Hurts with Shane Steichen. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to do. I just think he's a terrible overall pick. Yeah, I don't understand because most people are like, Richardson needs a year or two to learn on the job. But if you're taking him at four and I'm a Colts fan, that has to tell me, Week one, he's our starter. So that's don't what, tell what, us what, um, he has to wait and get, uh, you know, grow into the position. That's their liquored up owner said. Say start in week one. I'll learn by playing. I mean, that can work for some, I guess, but it also can work the other way where a guy's confidence gets completely shot and then you ruin the guy. I, mean, I hope it works out for him because I'd hate to see his career completely fall off because the wrong team took him and an owner that's kind of looking like he doesn't really know what he's doing, just took him for publicity reasons and not necessarily for the fit of the team. I think Steichen can recreate. See, Anthony, I agree with that. And the the part that really throws me off there is they could have had Dalton Kincaid at 13. 
I don't know why they didn't take Dalton Kincaid. It made too much sense. Some, some teams try to overthink everything. No, another pick that kind of like threw me off was because uh, obviously because I, I I thought we were gonna pick a receiver or cornerback, um a cornerback. Uh, so I thought I thought I, I wanted Deontay Banks, um but I, for the Giants like I thought that like with Rondell Robinson like you know coming off an injury, um they were gonna get a receiver. Um I thought maybe they, maybe they could they could they could have got Addison or Zay Flowers, um. But I don't know. Do have banks? I mean, I, maybe they need cornerbacks. Uh, I'm pretty sure they need. A, that's kind of a shocking pick, Deontay Banks. Well, I also think that kind of goes to how teams view this wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. You know, we went into this with a lot of people like, oh, you know, JSN, top ten guys, Zay maybe in the teens, Quentin Johnson in the teens, and then as we saw the board kind of falling. Until that run of the three picks in like the 20 area, none of the wide receivers are really being looked at. So I think once the first couple went out, a lot of the a lot of these teams are like, well, we could just wait on the next wide receiver because there's no no real like inclination that another one's gonna go right away. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know if I can really hate on teams that they may have passed on a wide receiver when it looked like that could have been a first round need. Right, because this draft was just wild all around. So it was, it was. Um, so I mean, Eagles won the draft. I mean, like, <laughs> well, it's not. You know, I haven't talked about my Eagles not being a homer tonight, brother. I know that the hey, Eagles had a great draft, but I want to, I want to ask y'all a question. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to rank these five receivers on how you had them on your board, okay. because I'm really interested in hearing that. So we got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, um. The Jalen Hyatt, who I have is higher than a lot of other people. And then who am I missing? Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson, yeah. Rank those five for me. How you had them. What was your rankings on them? Man, that's a good one. Uh I mean, you want to go first, Jordan, or I'll go. Um, I have Jordan Addison one. Jackson Smith and Jake with two. I have Jalen Hyatt three. And then I'll go Zay. Ah, oh, man. Do I want to go Zay Flowers here? No, Quentin Johnson and then Zay Flowers. So I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, yeah. I think Quentin Jackson, Quentin Johnson is uh, Alshon Jeffrey with a little bit more speed. So I think he'll have a long career in the NFL and be successful. I think Jordan Addison is Justin Jefferson light. I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba, the only thing I'm worried about with him is he sat out a whole year with a soft tissue injury in Ohio State. I give him all the crap in the world for that. I think it could be like a Bateman thing, like injury. Yeah. Nice. Soft. He's soft. He had a groin injury coming out of the draft, too. So it's like Jackson Smith and Jigba is soft, bro. I don't want that mess on my team. I think he's super talented, but he's never been the best receiver on his team. I'll tell you that right now. Olave and Wilson were better than him two years ago, and Marvin Harrison Jr. was better than him this year. Yeah, Marvin Harrison is a beast, yeah. Comes out next year. Yeah. Like Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. It's going to be a huge draft next year. Yeah. Okay. What – um. 
before I do mine, like what team did uh, that quarterback from uh, TCU uh, or Max Duggan? Duggan, yeah, where'd he go? I don't know where Max went. I mean, I know it's off topic, but it's kind of well, it's the draft, I guess. Talk about NFL. Hey, right now. But um, yeah, but why are you looking that up? My chart, chart. It's interesting. With uh, I mean, I don't think if he's gonna get any playing time, but. Well, no. I mean, you drafted quarterback in the seventh round. He's not going to get much points, huh? <laughs> but um, so I'll so I'll go Addison. I'll go Justin Smith and Jigman number two. I go Zay Zay number three. Um, who's other ones of Quentin Johnson and Jalen Hyatt? I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say much about Hyatt. I don't know much about Hyatt, so I'm gonna put him five. Bro, gonna, Hyatt's got a video that you have to watch, bro. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys scout said, you know what you are. And he goes, what am I? He goes, you know, you're a speed guy. He's like, I can run routes too. He goes, oh, yeah, you want to show me? He's like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to run routes. I can run routes. You got you to gotta watch it. I'm telling you. Yeah, the reason why I put, like, Zay Flowers number three is because he reminds me of, like, who Antonio Brown can be prior to the hit he had to the head. Small receiver. Yeah. I, kind I, of. I, a, I like his list, except I think he's got Flowers a little high. Who can Addison Smith and Jay Boo, uh, Hyatt or Flowers it's Hyatt and then Quentin Johnson? Yes, yeah, so I put I put, I put Quentin over Jay, but then again I have to watch that video. But yeah, I put Zay because um, he reminds me of like that of 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 a uh, potentially can be what AB was before the hit that small receiver kind of who can grab and get it. I think Zay Flowers reminds me way more of like a hybrid between Deshaun Jackson. And Steve Smith than he does a Antonio Brown. That's yeah, Smith. Yeah, that's not wrong. I mean, Steve Smith. That's not, that's not a bad good. comparison. Oh no, I, I. It's just he's unpolished, and I don't think he's going to get that polish. And I didn't expect it. I mean, I, I wanted him, but that's I didn't think we were going to get like, him. I don't but, think he's yeah. going to get like that opportunity to really shine in Baltimore. Uh, who knows? With, with that monkey offense, your quarterback can't throw the ball. I mean, you did sign OBJ. OBJ is going to want the ball a lot. What you, what I hope doesn't happen is Lamar, because they brought in OBJ, he just locks in on him too much. That's what I'm hoping doesn't happen because I, think, I, I think, think Zay Flowers could put up big numbers if yeah. given the opportunities, though. Because Zay Flowers, he, 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 he can be a deep threat or it can be a receiver who can, you know, do a slant and do like a, you know, juke you out and just go, go for a touchdown. Yeah, I I agree with you. He's like he's like a he's like a, I don't mean I don't know if he can do like run RPOs yet, but he's reminds me like a Debo Smith or, or a Debo Samuel. I mean, bro, Zay Flowers is not a Debo Samuel. No, please stop that. Debo Samuel is an absolute physical specimen. What I'm saying as far as just like running for catch and doing all the things that Lamar can or we can do in all Ravens offense. Bro, so you've compared him to AB and Debo Samuel right now. I don't well, think AB would ever compare Debo Samuel. <laughs> I agree with you. But once again, you don't see him play against much competition in Boston College, though, Coach. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of Boston College, and Zay Flowers did find ways to get open, even though he was literally the only guy in offense you had to worry about. But um, I do think, you know, a lot of, for like a lot of the weekend, ESPN kept talking about Zay Flowers and Tyreek Hill, which I don't understand who comes up with the comparisons at ESPN, but I don't necessarily like that comparison. I think it's putting a lot on Zay Flowers. If I'm a Ravens fan and I'm like, oh, we just got a Tyreek Hill type. 
Zay Flowers ran the same 4-4-40. He ran 4-4-2, which is not 4-3, which is not 4-2-9 like Tyreek Hill. It's Jalen Rager. Zay Flowers has a lot better chance of being Jalen Rager than he does Tyreek Hill. I looked it up just to make sure I was right. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, when you hear scouts say he's faster on the field than he is in the combine, I feel like you. I rem, reminds me of Jalen Rager so much. Playing against weaker competition, he looks faster on the field, but he's really not. I think Zay Flowers, out of the five of them, have the big has the biggest bust potential. <coughs> like I'm serious though, he has the better chance of being Jalen Rager than he does at Tyreek Hill. It's the truth. Well, I mean, also if JSN is as soft as people are perceiving based off of Ohio State, he could easily be a bust as well. If 100%. If all we're talking yeah. about with him is, oh, a hamstring here or whatever there. Hamstring, he it, sat out the whole year. Right. And if that happens in the oh, NFL, it's, so it's going to be quick. Where, yeah, yeah. Reminded yeah. me of Kevin White. Remember the kid from uh, yep. Chicago that sat out all year with a shin injury? Yeah. Like, come on, man. For, for Jordan's sake – I hope that Zay Flowers is better than I think he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I mean, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, you know, how that the, that's why it's important, like I said, to like get him into a Lamar into like the the training camp and you know OTAs and get him accustomed to how, how they play. Huh? I want to answer that. Oh, oh you think? Do you play. think Flowers is a bust for what team draft him or a bust in general? I don't think any player is a bust. Well, that's a lie. Jalen Rager would have been a bust anywhere. You think he's a bust playing with Lamar Jackson? That's no, right? no. Let me that's answer what, your question. That's what NC, no, that's what NC's price is trying to say. I, I can comprehend. I got you. I think that he needed to be drafted in the right situation for him not to be a bust. Like, I think there was five to seven situations he could have been drafted in that would have made him not a bust. I think he'll be a bust in most situations that he gets drafted in. That makes sense. Like, I feel like if he was drafted in a situation like Buffalo and they used him in a lot of those uh, bubble screens and, uh, you know, wide receiver short passes and and used him as a burner to kind of like in between Diggs and Gabe Davis, I would have understood that. Mm-hmm. But drafting in, in Baltimore is different. You have Bateman, you have Beckham, you have Andrews. They're all going to see the ball, and Lamar does not throw the ball 30 times a game. So what is he going to see? I don't know. Maybe about a – And Jordan gave the comp of Marquise Hollywood Brown, but the one thing we forget about Marquise Hollywood Brown is Marquise Hollywood Brown was begging to get out of there. He's like, please straight me. I need to get away from this situation. To be, I mean, to for Anthony's question, I think that I mean, Zay Flowers would be a bigger bust on the Commanders than the freaking uh, Ravens. I don't know about that. I could see Zay Flowers playing off of Terry McLaurin and wrap my head around that quicker than an offense. You don't that, see Zay best off of Bateman if if Bateman's healthy. Based on the offense I've seen, you know, Lamar's probably going to number one go to Andrews, because that's safety that's blanket over the middle. Number two is going to be... I'm not, I'm not joking, but... I... Number two is going to be, 
oh snap i got obj over there i gotta throw it to him a couple of times oh, yeah. and then bateman and guys like that who have been in the system already mm-hmm. they're gonna have to get their targets so if you take zay flowers they took him what 22nd and he doesn't play like half the snaps this year raven sands might look at that and be like why do we take him if we're taking a wide receiver in the first round, we kind of need to see him do something on the field. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I mean, that's probably why they, because, like you said, like you just about a wide receiver high that round, and yeah, you, you want to see a production out of him. I get that. Yeah. All right, well, gentlemen, it is uh, seven thirty. Yeah. We have a basketball game that's about to happen. Um, yeah. I'll give my quick prediction on the game. I have Celtics 106, 76ers ninety one. Uh, anyone want to give a score? I have well something for one ten. Uh seventy sixers ninety. Okay. Okay. Uh I'll go yeah, one oh five ninety. I'm gonna go two hundred to eighty. Nah. I said one oh six ninety one, bro. Can you get any closer to me? Oh, you did say that. He <laughs> <Sorry>. said <laughs> one oh five ninety. Like, damn, bro. I think when you asked the question, that was a score that popped in my head. So that, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to an episode of Cheap Seats Podcast. Looking forward to um, next week, but looking forward to watching some NBA basketball tonight. Uh, Some big series this week. I go Warriors, Suns, Warriors, Suns, Celtics, Knicks. For your winners? Yeah. No, no, for my losers. Uh, How do you always get there? I'm going to go Celtics. For winners. I'm gonna go with Celtics, uh, Denver. Okay. LA is gonna be close. It's gonna be hard and gritty. Um, Knicks, and then who else? That's it. That's it. That's it. Give me your four. Kyle, I got, we'll wrap it up. I got uh, Celtics in. <laughs> I got Celtics in six. Kevin, man, love you, brother. Warriors in <laughs> six. That's the comment of the show. <laughs> I kind of want to. I mean, I went with Suns before, so I'll stick with them. I'll go Suns and seven, and then Nixon six. All righty. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, Cheap Teeth Podcast. I'm Gene Walzak. That's Jordan Gene Lewis, the Prince of Production, Kyle Edwards. Thank you for tuning in. Take care, y'all. All right. All right. All right.